Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Give it up for Sonia. Great stuff. Wow, so good to see so many faces today here, some new faces. Uh, a friend, Brother McSwain, is here. Wave your hand, brother. All right, awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be sharing next week. Don't miss out. Invite your friends to receive. Amen. And so God has been just doing some amazing things in our lives and in, the, in this church family's lives, and I, I just see overall just God's presence is moving in this valley. God is, um, there's hunger, there's thirst for, for truth, and only truth can set people free. Amen? Amen. People uh, are tired of just hearing what, uh, what they're supposed to hear. You know, like people are just like, oh, yeah, just tell me how amazing I am, things like that. But people just, you get to the point where you just get hunger for God, for his presence, the just continuous presence in your life. And I love what God is doing here. Um, I'm also really excited. I think for the next couple of months, we're going to focus um, as a church. This has been really heavy on my heart. A lot of times we wait until New Year to start, you know, New Year's resolution. Um, I'll just throw it out there. If you're planning to lose weight, start now. Don't wait until the magic moment where the gyms are going to be packed and stuff like that. You probably get a good deal on your treadmill or anything like that, you know. So just as we are doing physically making uh, strides to, for better fitness, health, whatever it may be, um, I'm encouraging our church and just everybody around you to start reaching out to people. Think about it. Like, you bring somebody in, and a lot of times, here's what we imagine. <laughs> We're like, great, if I can just drag somebody to church and they'll finally get touched by the Lord, and I'm done, and this is great. Yes, that certainly can happen, not discounting that God is all possible. He can do all things. And, but there's times where you have to spend time with them. And in fact, most of the time, people need to see love. They need to see care. They want to be invited. Invite them over. If you can't provide them steak, do chicken. I don't know, something. But make them feel welcome because this is beyond these walls, guys. We just come here as a prep rally. Most of our work, right, 90% of our work is done out there because there's people that need the truth. There's people that need healing. They're broken. They're discouraged. And this is the best place, God's family who are also broken and had all sorts of things and things like that in their life, but who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, right? People that know the truth, right? We, and Jesus warns us, in this, in this world, we will have trouble, amen? So that's guaranteed. So when somebody says, like, come to Jesus and all your problems go away, that is not true. In fact, the hell, the hell will probably break loose. All of a sudden, some people are like, really? You became this churchy person? You're a godly person now? Whatever it may be, the thing is, the moment you start moving in the truth, the moment you start, you know, looking for the source of life, devil will be there to snatch it up. I notice that a lot of times. I receive something from the word of uh, the Lord, and I get it, and I'm pumped. And the moment I drive out of here and somebody cuts me off, and there goes, there it goes. <laughs> it's like a setup. So, but we need to understand that when we come here, despite of our broken backgrounds and things like that, all of us are here from different countries, um, different backgrounds. Uh, we have, you know, Teen Challenge here with us as well. I mean, their stories are wonderful, what God is doing. And God is writing every one of our stories right now. Uh, even if you're in the middle where you don't know what's going on right now, let me tell you this. You are, God is writing a story through you, through your life. 
So don't get discouraged at the moment we can't see what's happening right now. A lot of times that's what happens. You don't know it until you walk through it and you understand that God was there all along. Amen? Amen. So last week I talked about like, the sermon title was called Time Lapse Testimony, right? And it was based off 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. It says, therefore, get rid of all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind, right? Those, the first step in getting ready for God wants to do something in your life, you got to get rid of some things, right? So if your hands are occupied, if you're still, you know, struggling with stuff and you're, you have not given it over to God and you think you got this on your own, God cannot play something while your hands are occupied, amen? So the first step of getting ready is getting rid, amen? So getting rid of all those things, and those are five things, malice, deceit, hypocrisy. I've mentioned that. For some, new modern translation means get rid of your social media if that's what's distracting you because people put up the best images they can to show off who they are. Uh, there's even these reels. I mean, I'm sure if you're on Instagram, you see these. People make these little videos. And the amount of time that goes into it making them, it's hilarious. And then I like one of them where they would um, play a music, what's happening in real life, Instagram life. And then the next scene, they're showing what's actually happening in the background. People are walking. There's kids screaming, things like that. Um, I, a few weeks ago, I brought up an example. I was in Mexico and saw this, noticed that there's probably some social influencer. I didn't know that, but that's what they're called now. If you have X amount of followers on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are, um, you're a social influencer because you're influencing other people. And this couple that are just like, I mean, they're all you know, looking good and everything like that. The guy's super fit, she's fit, and then they're continuously walking around recording videos. And then I saw them sat down for lunch, and they're arguing. They're not even talking to each other and things like that. And then the food comes in, and they're like, smiley face, duck face, whatever. And I'm like, man, that's amazing uh, that people can put up such a good show for people, right? So I want to tell you something today. Don't get discouraged because a lot of times if you're comparing what's happening in your life based off somebody else's highlight reel, it's not real, okay? So, um, amen, amen. And I've mentioned also last week that when um, I cannot judge my transformation based on somebody's highlight reel. So when somebody comes up and tells a testimony, right, of what God has done in their life, we're like, oh, this is beautiful, it's amazing. But what they're, you're what they're not telling you is all this years and seven years in the making and all the pain and struggle and everything that they go through, right? They kind of give you a highlight reel or I should say a time-lapse testimony. And I played a little video of a Lego kid putting a Titanic together. And we've seen that three-minute clip, but in real life, it took him probably quite a few days to do. And you can even see him changing the shirt probably. But anyway, so when you're in the middle of your life right now, when you, if you have struggles, you're just like anyone. Guess what? You know, we have aches, pain, You're dealing with probably raising teenagers or raising kids, potty training, anything, you know. Or if your kid starts driving or if a teenager, that is like next level. I'm not looking forward to that, but I know with God's help, everything is possible. Amen. So, but what happens is when people are putting up the image, it's, it's the best form of hypocrisy. And I said that hypocrisy is not struggling uh, with something. It's pretending that you're not, Right. So that is, that is hypocrisy. But anyways, God is building every one of us, gave us a unique blueprint, right, to build off of that. And what happens is oftentimes we get discouraged because, you know, how on any box or a Lego box or something, you're frustrated when you see all these pieces and it doesn't look like what's on the box, right? 
But God gave every one of us each pieces to build with. Amen? So don't be discouraged. Build with what you have. God is working through you right now, through your story. Yes, even right now when you think, oh, everything is broken, it doesn't make sense. When you're putting God first, I can guarantee you that you are going to build on solid rock. You are not going to be shaken. Amen? Amen. And one thing that I also mentioned that, you know, it took me 23 seconds to walk down the aisle, you know, like to accept when I, when I accepted Jesus into my life. But almost most of my lifetime, 23 years, to, uh, to accept who Jesus Christ is in me. Does that make sense? Because, you know, devil's good at telling you, reminding you how your screw-ups. And you can listen to that. He's telling you the truth, right? But also, <laughs> the truth is... Who God or what God thinks of you, that's the most important thing, right? He said, I set your feet on solid ground. You are more than conquering Christ. Amen? So you need to understand how God looks at you. So when I'm not accepting who Vic is in Jesus Christ, I'm missing the gift of salvation. Amen? So let's go forth in our life and allowing God to build our story, right? When you're putting God first in your life, you're not going to be shaken. Let's open up with a prayer right now before I dive into the Word of God. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing and what you've begun. Lord, and if you've begun a good work in us, you'll bring it to completion. Lord, I thank you for every heart in this place right now, Father God. And right now, we just open our ears to hear, Lord. We open up our spirit for your Word, Lord God. Let it transform us so we will walk out of here not the same way we walked in. We love you, and we're ready to listen. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 8 through 9, that's the first passage. And the second passage is going to be 2 Kings chapter 8, 1 through 6. And I'm going to try to give you a highlight reel because there's a lot happening in this story. And I've been really uh, reading a lot of Old Testament now and realizing how amazing it is too. And it, everything, everything even in the Old Testament leads up, prepares the path for Jesus Christ, for his king. Amen. So Isaiah 55 verse 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God speaking to us. Neither are your ways in my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So that just says that God's doing something on a completely different level. Amen? So, and I talked about it. It's like uh, opposite kingdom, opposite to what this world is. I've mentioned it before, right? The scripture says, if you want to be first, be last. You know, things like that. Last will be first, first shall be last. If you want to w- gain your life, you lose it. Like, it's upside down kingdom, amen? Now, let's, jo- uh, let's jump to Second Kings, chapter 8, verse 1 through 6. You don't have the scripture. Um, if you don't have a Bible, physical Bible, you can look up on the screen. Or you can have it on your cell phone. You can download several apps, whatever you prefer. And that's the cool thing, too, by the way. You can get word of God into you early in the morning by simply just turning on and having a, a person with British accent read to you and be all soothing. It's literally set up. You have it in your pocket. When you're taking a shower in the morning, this is a life hack. I've been doing that. I go in the shower. I like to start my day with the shower, but I put on the speaker and I play audio and I turn it on and while I'm showering, I'm listening to the word of God. So, and I'm also encouraging you going to bed. If you're struggling going to bed, start listening to the word of God. Literally, it's good. It's fine that the Word of God will put you to sleep. Trust me, it's good. But you're getting that into your sphere. You're getting into your conscience. Amen? So 2 Kings, now Elijah had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, 
Go away with your family and stay for a while wherever you can. Because the Lord has decreed a famine in the land that will last seven years. So that's God's doing. Verse 2, the woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. Love her obedience. She and her family went away and stayed in the land of Philistines seven years. At the end of the seven years, she came back from the land of the Philistines and went to appeal to the king for her house and land. So a lot of hat went down, you know, in the last seven years, kind of like in Soviet times. You walk away, and next thing you know, you lost your everything. <laughs> so verse uh, 4, the king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, and had said, tell me about all the great things Elijah has done. Just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elijah had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elijah had brought back to life came to appeal to the king for her house and the land. Gehazi said, this is the woman, my lord, the king, and this is her son whom Elijah restored to life. So right as he's talking about her, <laughs> he walks, she walks in with her son. God's timing. Amazing. The king, verse 6, the king asked the woman about it, and she told him. Then he assigned an official to her case and said to him, Give back everything that belonged to her, including all the income from her land from the day she left the country until now. Give back. God has given back. So title of my message today is Trusting His Timing. All right. So this passage really came to life for me when I started reading that. And, and I, I came to this conclusion, like in my honest opinion. I was like, God, you either have... Incredible timing or very terrible timing. Like, uh, we could certainly make case for both reading the scriptures, right? Like, if you think about it, four days after Lazarus passed away, Jesus shows up. Like, according to our standards, that's not a good timing. Like, it's too late, right? Uh, fourth watch of the night, Jesus shows up to stop the storm. All right, fourth night of the watch. How about um, Jairus? Okay, he's like, my daughter's sick, she's dying, and then as Jesus is, as they're walking, this other lady interrupts with, the, has an issue with blood, and then he, Jesus hears her whole story. The scripture actually tells Jesus her whole, whole story. Ladies, you know, when you're telling your whole story, I mean, how much that can take. It's really, it's profound, but the, the thing is, though, Jesus operates on his timing. God always works on his timing it's a lot of times it's contradictory like I said it's upside down kingdom to how we see it amen so but then Jesus still shows up closes the rooms gets all the negative people out of the room and he says she's a, you know she's just asleep wakes her up she's back to life so but oftentimes in our life but just like when it seems like everything is lost right this is where the stage is set for God to perform miracles, right? When we're just finally depleted of our own ideas. And God operates on his schedule. Again, it's his timing, right? He's sovereign God. Even if you had some screw-ups, even, you know, where, you're, you know you, where you ended up and you tried fixing it, a lot of times that's what happens when we try to fix issues ourselves. We get into deeper problems. But that's when we come to the broken state, this is where God operates he loves when we're in a complete surrender amen that's when the king of glory walks in and so in the verse 2 um, of the second kings 8 
woman obeyed the man of God. But when she comes back seven years later, she lost what she had. Think about that. I listened to God. So it seems like, well, what happened? Like, God, was that really you, right? With Jonah, um, he disobeyed first. That's a little different story. I'm just using an example, a few examples. But Jonah, uh, God pretty much commanded him to go to Nineveh, right? But because he wanted to go to Tarshish, um, Jonah was put Mediterranean Sea diet, right? Just right, been swallowed by a fish and finally gets it right and comes back. God still turned it around, right? We sing that song, God turned it around. God does that a lot. So despite, even back in the day when we were reading about Samson also, one of the judges, he screwed up. But God used, even used, because he's so sovereign, he used his mistakes to still bring, bring glory to him. Right? And that's just so comforting to know that God can work through every situation in your life right now. Amen? So the scripture suggests if you do what God actually tells you to do, oftentimes it's not going to end up like the way you want it. It really is. Because his timing is different. Amen? So and so we read this in 2 Kings 8 that the Lord created the famine. So it wasn't the woman's fault. Right? She was just going with what she was told. And the Lord tells her to leave. But she lost what she had in the process of being obedient to God, right? And like I said, this is where immediately when God speaks to you, the enemy will try to convince you that it's not God. You must be doing something wrong. You know, are you sure that God was talking to you? Think about it. Um, even for the beginning time, like Adam and Eve, right? That was like, oh, did he say you cannot eat from every plant or, you know, any fruit? He's messing from the beginning. He's contradicting to what the word of God says, right? He lost his position. He used to be in charge of worship. Now he is continuously contradicting, attacking anytime God speaks to you. Anytime God moves on you and you feel like, oh, God, I know I, I, this is you. And you can walk away from the moment here. And like I said, just like those birds will come and pick up that, that seed that God's planted in your heart. So be on guard, right? So... Famine's not her fault, and I want to make sure, <laughs> don't misapply this sermon, because we live in a culture where people don't want to take responsibility for their actions, right? Um, but I just want to clarify that. Famine was not her fault, but woman had the responsibility. She still had the responsibility to act on the word, right? So when you hear the word of God, it's very important that you act upon it. Don't just store it away, right? And um, But then... She has to boldly, her responsibilities, so she comes boldly before the king and says, you know, I want it back. And we need to be reminded of that sometimes, by the way. Um, that here's, here's what happens. A lot of times we're taught to accept that we only get if God wants to give it to us. Um, let me say something. At first it sounds a little sharp and it seems like that's not really from the Lord. But there's only so much that God can do in your life. And I'll explain why. Yes, God can do anything, but we still have to act upon the word. We still have to speak the word. Jesus asked a blind man. He's so obvious he's blind. He's like, what do you want? He, want, he wants to know what you want, right? So your will is directly uh, connected to your calling. He tells us, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open to you. If you're just standing by the door, you know, what is that going to do? You got to knock. You got to seek, Right? And then there's also in the New uh, Testament, I forgot where it's written, it says you do not um, have because you do not ask. 
So our desire is directly related to it. God has given us free will. We're not robots like Pastor Mark said a few times, right? We're living, breathing creatures of God. So woman obeys, goes into occupied place, controlled by the Philistines at the time, right, to survive the famine. And so here's the lesson. There comes time when you appreciate where God has fed you and how he fed you, right? But there comes a time where you have to be willing to leave and go back to where you belong. So this is talking about listening to the word of God, paying attention because God is continuously speaking to you. If, it says, in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Amen. So we have to invite him in order to see progress in our life. Amen. So a little bit about this, uh, they call it Shonamite woman. Hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. This lady that we're talking about. What I love is that she was never looking to get something from God. She was looking to give something to God. Uh, she used what she had and didn't expect anything in return. So she made room for Elijah, right, this prophet, to stay uh, at her place. And, but she didn't know what God was going to do through her obedience, right? She was just acting upon it. She was being available and just being obedient to the Lord. And that's the thing is uh, a lot of times that's the hardest thing to do, to believe in advance what can only make sense in reverse, right? You're believing in advance. Well, like, what's happening? Because you're like, Lord, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but what am I going to do right now? But that's what faith is, right? Trusting his timing, trusting, obeying him before anything happens, to walk around the city before a single brick falls. Like, and I can imagine Israelites walking around, right? Seven times we're walking around the city of Jericho. And on the seventh day, God is like, do it seven times. Again, it's for the breaking until the moment we're just like, we're about to quit. And when we finally set aside saying, I can't do it. It's not under my own strength. I tried. And that's the key. One time I said that. I tried, God. I tried. And God just said, you just answered your own prayer. Because you tried. You see what I mean? God is waiting. He's like, God, now it's for you to come in and help me out. All right? This is about trusting his timing. To lay down the nets. And again, and to hear advice from a carpenter to tell you where the fish is at, right? <laughs> Think about that. Jesus is like, oh, do it again. He's like, we just fished. He's like, all right, let's see what this carpenter has to say. I can, I can almost see that Peter probably kind of did it with a joke possibly. Like, all right, <laughs> let's see, just to prove a point, right? But he knows everything, right? It's all about trusting God and trusting his timing in every step of the way in your life. It's the kind of trust that gives you sleep before you know it if you're going to be executed the next day. It's crazy. I love that. Like six months ago or so, um, I preached a message called Knock Knock. Anyways, and so Paul, right, um, I mean, Peter was uh, before, the night before this court case, right, earlier in our verse reading that he just executed James. He's about to do the same thing for him, right? So look at this, Acts 12, 6. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter, knows, Peter was pacing, right? No? Peter was sleeping <laughs> between two soldiers, bound with chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. It's the kind of peace that God gives you. That doesn't make sense, right? Peace that transcends all understanding. Uh, another translation says peace that doesn't make sense. Where people look at you and you're like, they're crazy. 
I bet, I mean, these guards were like, man, wow, this guy's sleeping. He knows what we're going to do to him, right? But it's always God. He still shows up, right? And then next thing you know, he obviously, angel walks in, walks him out. All the doors are opening up. That's where they get the automatic idea from automatic doors, by the way, probably. It's always, God is always the original author of everything. Yeah. But it's easy to say that God did a lot of stuff looking back in our life. It's not easy when you're in the middle of it, right? And that's only after you go through it, Romans 8, 28 makes sense. And Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that for those who love God, I want to point out the key. When people say, all, work, all, all, all things work together for good. Well, but, and we know that for those who love God, <laughs> right, all things work together for good. Those who are called according to his purpose. So going back to this woman, she was an average person. But two things I, I noticed within her character. One is she was available to serve. And this theme we're talking about, God's being kingdom-minded, servant-hearted, right? She was available to serve. She was obedient to God. So now Elijah, I mean, there was a few miracles. Read that few chapters. It's phenomenal. Elijah says to the woman, you know, you got, you've gone through a lot of trouble for us. Like, you've done this. Uh, what can we do for you? And, you know, she had something in her heart that she wanted God to do. But it was hidden. She probably even forgot. You know, some people, like, when you maybe heard a prophetic word or God spoke to you and you know you were needed to do this or God is calling you into this, but you put it away because nothing happened, right? So the prophet asked the woman, you know, what, what, what can we do for you? And I love this woman's response. <laughs> she decides to focus on what she has rather than what she doesn't, right? She says that I have a home among my people. But what she didn't have was a son. But God knew that. <laughs> he knows every prayer you prayed. He knows every time you said, God, you know, it can come through for me, Right? But the problem was, I mean, so she didn't have a son. But the problem is her husband was old. <laughs> so God, talking about God's timing, when he waits to show up, <laughs> when the guy's an ARP member, shriveled up, right? God, 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 and then God shows up and says, watch this. There's always these mic drop moments a lot of times, you know, you know for God when he shows up and he says, but watch what I can do. Watch what I can do. So, and he brought her what she stopped asking God for, right? It was painful, and it was simply because of her obedience. That's the thing, right? She was just serving the purpose and season that she was in her life. And she says, like, hey, you know what? Stop messing with me. I promise you, this is what she says. Look at this, 2 Kings chapter 4, 15 through 16. So we kind of went back a little bit right now. Then Elijah said, call her. So he called her, and she stood in the doorway. About this time next year, this is Elijah telling her. Elijah said, you will hold a son in your arms. <laughs> she's not asking. <laughs> and she's like, no, my Lord. She objected. Please, man of God, don't mislead your servant. <laughs> Just like, please, don't, don't do this. And we've been here. I've asked God before. So she's kind of like pushing away the promise of God. And that's what happens sometimes in our life, right? That we push away when God is knocking on the door. He's talking to you. But we're pushing idea that something could be different, that God wants to be glorified, that he was setting up the stage up until, until this moment in your life, and you thought, why did this happen? Why did this heart attack happen? Why did, why did I stumble up until this point, and I got here? And God is like, stage is set for me. It's his timing, amen? 
But I love that. So she's denying, but God still does it anyways. Look at this. <laughs> verse 17, next verse, 2 Kings 4, 17. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about the time following spring, as Elijah had said to her. God's word never returns void, amen? His promises are faithful and true. And then what happens is one day, like I said, in this world, we'll have trouble, right? Her son dies. So she brings him to Elijah. Long story short, the boy comes back to life. And again, to point out God's timing, look at this. The same boy that was brought back to life by Elijah, seven years later, he's standing next to her in the most difficult moment of her life. God never forsakes his people, right? Those that love him. Those are called according to his purpose. Amen. So what died in one season in her life is standing beside her in the moment of the greatest need. Let's go back to 2 Kings 8.5. Just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elijah had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elijah had brought back to life came to appeal to the king for her house and land. So just as he's talking, this woman walks in. She confirms. And Gehazi, by the way, if, if those that know, Gehazi was Elijah's servant. He's standing in the king's court retelling many miracles that, that Elijah has performed. This Gehazi guy, I, I have to point that out. I wasn't planning on it. But he lists off a bunch of stuff, like miracles that happened. But then he leaves one where the story of Naaman. Because, you know, when God told, like, to, Naaman to go and dip down. Anyways, so this... Uh, this guy Naaman, he's restored, and he wants to give gifts. And Elijah's like, no, we're good. Don't worry about it. This is all about God. And, uh, but Elijah's servant's like, man, I don't mind, you know, getting some of that goodies. And so he still goes and gets that stuff. And, but the funny thing is I love that despite him being not honest, right, Gehazi, God is still using him in that court. I mean, that gives you hope, doesn't it? Just knowing that even that he's screwed up. Here he is, retelling miracles, stories of God. I love that. That's how God operates, his timing, right? And as he talks, this woman walks in. I mean, what are the odds of that happening, right? God knew exact moment to tell the woman to walk in. I mean, it was like straight from the script. And God's good at writing those things. He's so good at these moments. One thing I learned something, there's a lot of things I learned about God. But there's something I learned about um, God is that you can trust his timing, all right? You can give him the mic and he will speak, right? He will make a way where you, there is no way. And, you know, scripture says, he who began a good work and within us, right, he'll bring it to completion, amen? So God is always at it. He's there when we're putting him first. And what he spoke over your life, and right now you're, you know, you're in the state, you're like, well, I mean, I've, Lord has spoken over my life multiple times. I want to encourage you. Again, God gives everybody a chance. He, 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 like with Gehazi, with any time. I mean, with the Noah's Ark, I mean, he waited till last moment until God shut the door. It wasn't Noah shutting the door. Right? And it was God shutting the door. But you got to trust him to walk through you, with, through you, with every situation in your life, to bring you to the final destination, right? Amen. I've seen this in my own life, you know. He knows who, what, where, when. Every aspect is covered. Psalms 119, verse 125 through 126. I'm going to bring it out of King James Version. It just sounds so 
powerful. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It's time for thee, Lord, to work. It's time for thee, Lord, to work. Not for me, but for thee. This is the reason why I wanted to read out of King James Version. It's about thee. It's not about me, right? You've done everything you can. You may have even manipulated this, you know, a little bit of here, here situation and made things work. But it's time for him to do it. It's time for him to work, right? He's pretty much, I feel like he's probably telling some, like your spouse would tell you when they tell you to get out of the kitchen. You're not helping, you know, with the dinner. And perhaps the Lord is telling you, get out of the kitchen. Kind of like, let me work. Let me prepare the dinner. Let me prepare the table before your enemies. God is at work. And so what happens is we get in the way. God is like, hey, I'm ready to like take care of this. But we're like, yeah, we got this. We're still getting in the way, right? But it says he prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies, right? Let God do his business and you do yours. Our part is obedience. His part is timing. Again, let me say that again. Our part is obedience and he does the timing, right? And this is a woman is a perfect example of that. She's just trusting his timing. And now God uses this woman's past to show her that he was there all along, right? And God is a master at these mic drop moments. It's amazing to see that just all through the scriptures. You're reading, you know, Noah's, Noah and the ark, right? So, time, so much time passed. The guy's building. Years passed. He's like probably questioned God so many times. Was that really you, God speaking? I mean, come on, you know, this is taking many, many years. Then the rain still comes. The rain still comes. God's promises are yes and amen, right? They are true. His word does not return void. I love it, Joseph and his brothers, right? Look at that. He had all the reason to be upset and say, ah, Man, all these years, been made fun of my brothers. God showed me those dreams. He told me one day, you know, this is going to happen. And he goes on and on after one thing to prison. Then he gets falsely accused. You're like, God, that can't be you. That can't be you, right? But then his brother showed up. Everything that he saw, everything that God has showed him, he's like standing right in front of him. David Goliath. Another moment, shepherd boy. Like, hey, brothers, like, why did you show up? Frowning, you know, looking down upon him, the youngest boy. He wasn't even invited to the party where, for consideration of becoming the next king. God's like, watch this. <laughs> Glad Samuel, prophet Samuel, was obedient, right? He was like, I don't get it. All these guys are in here. God, you told me to go to Jesse's house. God said. And I'm like, and probably he's questioning at that point, what's going on? Is there another kid maybe? Oh, yeah, actually there is. He's out there. See that fellow right there, herding the sheep. God's timing, trusting his timing. Look at this. I'm going to go back to verse 6, 2 Kings 8, 6. The king asked the woman about it, and she told him, then he assigned an official to her case and said to him, give back everything that belonged to her. It just, it just says that God will restore the season where the locusts have eaten, right? Including all the income from her land, from the days she left the country until now. That means God 
knows every little scent. He knows every prayer that you prayed before him. He knows every time where you were just like, ah, I'm done. I, I, I give up. Everything is valuable to God. I love that. And God restores, right? Her obedience comes in line with God's timing. And I, I, look, I love that. You know, a woman could have told any story, right? We're talking about our stories being written. She said, life isn't fair. Joseph could have done the same thing. I was screwed. I was dealt a wrong hand, you know, shorthand. I tried to obey God, and look what happened. What's going on? I leave for seven years. This is my land, my, my, my. She could have made the case. That's not what she's doing, right? She's confirming what God has done in her life, all the good things, right? She's talking about the goodness of God. So God is, I believe God is telling us today, stop telling yourself what might happen, what didn't happen in your life. This is not fair. My friends ended up with these businesses and all this stuff and what happened with me. You know, believe it or not, I've done that after my car accident recently. Let me just say, you're looking at God's miracle standing before you, right? Totaled my truck. I was driving with my, for those that don't know, driving with my wife from Kenai, July 18th, seven-year anniversary. And after that happened, and my God, you know, why it happened. I could have, would have, should have, just going back. And the God is like, you know, that's the devil messing with you. He's trying to tell you, mess with all this stuff. No, don't worry about it. Even if you made the decision, even if I warned you, but I will still work through your situation, right? And so I love that. So I've been receiving that from the Lord. And my dad reminded me, he said, you might not understand all things and why things happen, especially after this incident, right, after this accident. But he said, you should never stop reminding yourself of God's faithfulness, of what he did, rather than what he didn't do, right? Because what he did is so much more. And we look at this one thing that we didn't get, and God is like, trust me, it's in my timing, right? And I'm asking ourselves today, have we been focusing on his faithfulness? Or are we just too concerned by our present struggle with just what's in front of us right now? And that we stopped replaying, rehearsing all the victories that God has given us. Up until this point, I was like enjoying worship this morning. I'm thinking and I'm thanking God for his faithfulness and what he has done here. Right? It's not about us. It's always about him. Our part is obedience. Amen? Love that about God's timing. And every time you tell, and oftentimes that's what happened. Uh, even the uh, Israelites, they would keep going back in the old times, but then God says, hey, you need to start remembering all the times I brought you through the sea. I did this for you, all that stuff. And you're like, you're just, you guys are just focusing on the wrong things. Focus on what I've already done in your life, amen? And this is what the woman did. She brings, so God allows this past to enter into the present. Get it? So all her, all her stuff, all her situation, now stories are now presented at God's timing. I'm going to read you the last couple of scriptures for best passages about God's timing. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Say anything. This is about saying trusting his timing, right? 
But in every situation, not just good situation, not when you're just feeling good and jolly, you know, I just had my donut and coffee, whatever, but in all situations, right? That means even if you got in a car accident, even if you lost a loved one, it says, but in all situations, here it goes, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, right? You're bringing up, yes, Lord, I have a need, but I'm bringing it with everything that you've done for me. God is attracted to the aroma of gratitude and thankfulness. When we're just like, Lord, thank you. He's like, wow. Ryan continuously, my son, my four-year-old keeps saying, Dad, you're my amazing father. That's <laughs> exactly what he says. He just says that nonstop. You know how that makes me feel? It feels amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wow. So when we bring offering sacrifice of praise to him. And we're thanking God. Trust me, God listens, right? And this is what the woman done. It's, it's as if this woman knew this passage. This is Old Testament, right? And Philippians 4, 6, 5 is the New Testament. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. 1 Peter 5, 6. Last passage. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, <laughs> God's timing, trusting his timing, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Therefore, so humbling yourself, right? That means being obedient, right? <laughs> it goes in line with God's timing. We all had moments where we questioned if God is really ordering our steps, right? Like, Lord, did you really speak to me? And we're wondering, like, Lord, will you come through for me? But it came to this conclusion. God's timing is created to, in to increase my trust in him. Again, God's timing is created to increase my trust in him. Right? So you're like, I get it, God. Now I trust you more than ever. Now I do, Right? Whether it's like fourth watch of the night, fourth day after someone passed away that you love, like it happened with Lazarus, right? Like God is too late. No, it isn't. Watch my timing. You loved me. And it also in Revelation says that every prayer, right? Like the, these cups that are being filled. Prayers of his faithful. They're brought before the Lord. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.